Proverbs says, plan carefully and you'll have plenty. But if you act too quickly, you'll never have enough. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sport product lines sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights, relied on by emergency professionals across America. Learn more about Nebo Tools at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now it's time to buckle your seatbelt and get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. And I don't know about you, or maybe it is just me, but does it seem like that there's just never enough money? Do you feel like you're just out there trying to make a living, but the pressure to take care of everything from health care to taxes, which is coming up, is just overwhelming? Anybody feel like that? Well, I want to tell you that the pressure that you're feeling is so common that just about all of us can relate to it. In fact, speaking of taxes, it reminds me of a story about a businessman who's on his deathbed. He calls his, his best friend over and says, I want you to promise me that when I die, you will have my remains cremated. Okay, says his friend, and, but what do you want me to do with your ashes? And the businessman says, just put them in an envelope and mail them to the IRS. <laughs> and write on the envelope, now you have everything. <laughs> well, it's true. Too many of us are so used to living in this constant financial pressure cooker to the point where at times there's a feeling of hopelessness that we'll never know an easier time. Well, God knows I don't have the secret working out all your financial issues this morning, but I do know that while God uses money to test us and to see how spiritually mature we are, He doesn't want us to be drowning financially, and He's given us several very useful bits of wisdom through His Word to relieve this pressure and stabilize our finances. It's very simple. The first thing that we need to do is understand that what our real financial situation is. And to do that, we have to be w willing to apply some math to it. We can't get it under control until we resolve our current status. The Word says, know the state of your flocks and herds. Now, back then when they wrote this, everybody was a farmer or a rancher. Okay, but I relate to this because... We have two dogs who cost almost as much to raise as our kids did. I mean, that's our flock. Okay, but once we understand our current situation, then the next thing we have to do is to plan our spending. And this is easier said than done. But you have to realize that because financial freedom is rarely based on income, 
but it's based on what we spend. And if we have bad spending habits, then it doesn't matter how much we make. Proverbs says, plan carefully and you'll have plenty. But if you act too quickly, you'll never have enough. Now to do this, we have to identify our spending weaknesses. Now this is going to hit home because most of us have them. And those are the things that you really don't have to have, but you go ahead and buy them anyway. We just have to remember that old saying, the most important things in life are not things. My wife, God love her, she'll tell you that impulse shopping is a weakness of hers. And I often accuse her of graduating from the University of Nordstrom's because of all the hours that she's logged in there. But until we put a number on what we spend and stick to it, we just won't make any progress. But the third thing that will do the most to stabilize your finances, believe it or not, is to simply tithe. God said in Malachi to test me in this, and I'll open up the windows of heaven for you and pour out all the blessings that you need. You see, when our finances are out of control, it's a symptom of an out-of-control life. And when we tithe, we demonstrate that we have some control. When we tithe, we make a powerful statement that's meaningful to God and meaningful to ourselves. We make a statement of gratitude for everything that God's given us. We make a statement of priority that God is first with our finances. And we make a statement of faith in his promise that he's going to take care of us in the future. You know, we can't expect the Lord to continue to bless us if we aren't practicing some stewardship and some control over our finances. And as surely as I'm talking to you this morning, I'm talking to myself. And I'm asking God to forgive me for some of the unwise and careless decisions that I've made. And I ask him to help me go forward using the wisdom of the word. And I'm believing, and I'm believing in his promise for an abundant life. God has made promises to you for everything that you could be going through today. Depression, fear, grief, heartbreak, worry, failure. It doesn't matter. Stay right there because He's promised to get you through it. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Over 900,000 moms per year choose to abort their baby, and 85% of them are single moms. It's hard to choose life when you're feeling alone, but Embrace Grace has a goal to change that. Embrace Grace equips and empowers churches to start support groups around the nation and the world to walk alongside moms with unintended pregnancies. With over 400 support groups in churches around the nation, lives are being saved. Partner financially with Embrace Grace today. For just $25 per month, your gift can help train leaders of a church to find moms that need help. For $100 per month, your gift can help reach and inspire more churches to start a group. And for $250 per month, your gift can launch a group at a church. Together, we can help her be brave and ensure that no single mom walks alone. Go to EmbraceGrace.com for more information on how you can partner with Embrace Grace to save them both. EmbraceGrace.com Thanks to our sponsor, Nebo Tools, with flashlights relied on by emergency professionals across America. On the Bright Side returns. I was going to ask you, has anybody had a bad day lately? 
I thought so. Okay, well, well, here are the top ten ways to know you're having a bad day. Okay, you ready for this? Top ten ways to know when you're having a bad day. Number ten, when your twin sister forgets your birthday. <laughs> Number nine, you know you're having a bad day when it costs more to fill up your car than it did to buy it. That's right. Number eight, you're having a bad day. You call your wife and tell her you'd like to eat out tonight, and when you get home, you find a sandwich on the front porch. (laughs) Number seven, it's a bad day when the bird singing outside your window is a buzzard. (laughs) Number six, your doctor tells you you're in excellent health for someone twice your age bad day. Number five, you're having a bad day when your children's school calls to surrender. (laughs) Number four, it's a bad day when you have to borrow from your Visa card to pay your MasterCard bill. (laughs) Number three, you're having a bad day when you put both contact lens in the same eye. I've been there. (laughs) Number two, You know you're having a bad day when you see a film crew from 60 Minutes waiting outside your office. (laughs) And the number one way to know that you're having a bad day... When your car horn sticks and you're on the freeway behind 32 Hells Angels on motorcycles. (laughs) Yeah, that would be bad. Okay, but let's face it, we all have a few of those days. And in fact, it's pretty normal to have a bad stretch where things aren't going well. And some of you could even be having some of those times right now. But you know what? All of us as Christians, we have an amazing arsenal of weapons available to us to fight and overcome whatever comes our way. And we know that it's there, but so often... We don't unleash the power that's right there for us to use. And what I'm talking about are the promises of God. You see, God always tells the truth. He always does exactly what He says. And He said He'd do a lot of things for us. And there are well over a thousand promises in His Word that we can rely on to help us deal with our struggles. And all His promises are true. But here's the key. What many people don't realize is you have to remind God of His promises. And you might think that's a strange statement. Why would we have to remind God of anything? Well, we remind God of His promises because God wants us to. Not because He can't remember what He promised. But because God wants us to know what He promised. Most of the great characters in the Bible reminded God of the promises that he had made. David, Abraham, Moses, all of them, they cried out to God for him to deliver on his promises. And you know what? He always did. So we have this huge advantage in life in the form of God's promises, but the Word shows us that we have to go after them, that we have to get his attention. You know, you, you, you know the scriptural phrase that we've heard our whole life, All the promises of God are yes and amen. 
I know you like that one. You use it often. Well, I never bothered to really grasp what that line meant. But when you read that whole passage, it gets clearer. Here's what it says. For no matter how many promises are made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. And what I learned is amen is one of the few words that means the same in Hebrew as it does in English. It means to agree or to to acknowledge that it's true, like so be it or it is so. So what this means to us is that through Christ, all his promises are true. So when we remind God of his promises, Christ responds and says yes. And then we say amen. We've got it. I claim your promise in Jesus' name. Now, you may say, well, I pray and I read the Word, and sometimes I still don't feel like He's listening. Well, you know, the Word also shows us that there are times when God allows us to feel like He's not listening. But that's when God is testing you to see if you'll trust Him and His promises no matter how you feel. That's when He wants you to cry out, God, where are you? And that's when you can remind him that he promised he would never leave nor forsake us. And that's when you can remind him that he promised he would inhabit the praises of his people. And that's when he wants to come through. And that's when he has to come through because all his promises are true. Dwight Moody once once said, God never made a promise that was too good to be true. Our God is an interactive God. He's made promises to you for everything that you could be going through today. It could be depression. It could be fear, grief, heartbreak, worry, failure. It doesn't matter. He's promised to get you through it. What an amazing gift His promises are for us to stand on, for us to hold on to. And for us to remind God of. All his promises are true. Say that with me. All his promises are true. Listen to this one that the Lord himself made. He said, there are many rooms in my father's house. And I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if it wasn't so, I would tell you. And when everything is ready, I'll come. I'll come and I'll get you. So that you can be where I am. What a promise. Aren't you glad they're all true? Because this one, it tells us that no matter what happens, everything's going to be all right in Jesus' name. Having the joy of the Lord is not contingent on your present circumstances. Stay tuned to be reminded of how amazing it is to have the joy of the Lord in your daily life. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Sometimes you discover something that's so ultra cool and handy that it just screams, you need this. Meet the Nebo Tools Slim. This is a thin, ergonomic, rechargeable pocket light that puts out 500 lumens of intense bright light. This isn't like any flashlight you've ever seen, and it's shaped like your cell phone. A task light and flashlight, the Slim fits, hangs, or sits just about anywhere. Fully dimmable with power memory recall. The ultra cool Slim pocket light features a pocket clip, collapsible hanging hook, and powerful magnet base for convenient hands-free lighting. This light will prove so handy 
candy that you don't want to go anywhere without it. The Slim, just one of the many reasons why Nebo is the leader in lighting innovation. Thanks for listening to On the Bright Side with entrepreneur and business owner Bobby Bollinger. Do you have the joy of the Lord in you today? And I'm asking you because there may be things going on in your life that you aren't happy about. In fact, there's probably a number of things going on that you're not happy about. But I want you to know that when you give your heart and life to Jesus Christ, the joy of the Lord is always yours to have. No matter what you're going through. No matter what's happening in your life. And I want to share with you how I use God's Word to remind me how amazing it is to have the joy of the Lord in our daily life. First, I want you to repeat this line with me. The joy of the Lord is thine when you remember to lose your mind. That's right. (laughs) Now you're probably thinking, speaking of losing your mind, I think Bob's just lost his. But over the next five minutes, I think I can show you what I mean. Now, let's go back to the joy of the Lord for a minute. When the Apostle Paul was trying to encourage the Philippians, this is what he says. He says, rejoice in the Lord, always. And then after he says that, he stops. And he's, he's wanting them to listen to him. He says it again. He says, again, I say, rejoice. Paul puts this to us as an important instruction. As something necessary for growing our faith. Having joy and rejoicing in the Lord is not meant to be contingent on any of the present circumstances that we're in. Paul rejoiced while he was in prison. I'm sure he wasn't happy about being there. But the word says he sang and he worshipped as he faced possible execution. You see, Paul knew that real joy is different from happiness. Happiness is an emotion that comes from how things are going in our life. Things are good, happy. Things not so good, not happy. But joy is an attitude of the mind and of the heart. Joy is an intentionally looking at life through the Word and the promises of God. Joy is an approach to life based on the hope and the purpose in Jesus Christ. Every Christian can have, should have, the joy of the Lord. And not having the joy of the Lord means you're living beneath the level of the blessing that God has destined you to live. Having the joy of the Lord is the birthright of every child of God. And the joy of the Lord can transcend and overcome and even overshadow events in your life that cause heartbreak and grief. Now, what does the joy of the Lord have to do with losing your mind? Well, just so you know, when I say lose your mind, I don't mean go crazy or go out of your mind. 
You see, I believe that many times the joy of the Lord that we should be enjoying is interrupted and intercepted by the world and the way the world wants us to see things. The world constantly is shoving the garbage at us at such a rapid pace that it influences our thinking without us even realizing it. And what the world pushes on us says everything is a mess. And it's all getting worse. The world promotes fear. And it sells self-indulgence. It sells materialism. And it does everything it can to try to cloud our vision of all things godly. And the world wants you to see things the way the world does. And that's a problem in keeping the joy of the Lord. And that's why the same, that same Apostle Paul said, Don't conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Is Paul saying we should ignore the world? Turn off the TV and the computers? No, I don't think that's what Paul is saying. I think he's saying that when we renew our mind, that we're striving to have the mind of Christ. And when we do, we will begin to see the world as Christ sees it and not as the world presents itself. And thankfully, the Lord sees the world as people like you and me who he loves and wants to share his joy and his future with. You see, every follower of Christ has the gift of the joy of the Lord. He intended us to have it, and he intended us to keep it. Jesus said, these things have I spoken to you that my joy might remain in you, that your joy might be full. And it's not just that he wants us to have it, but the word also says the joy of the Lord is our what? The joy of the Lord is our strength. So what I'm saying to you this morning is the joy of the Lord is yours. But we need to have the mind of Christ and begin to see the world through his eyes to keep it. Don't let anyone, don't let anything that's happened to you, don't let anything on earth distract you or discourage you from the blessing and benefits of knowing Christ and experiencing His joy. Even if you have to lose your mind to do it. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play, let Nebo light your way. 
Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197.